Hello, and welcome to episode 320 of Constructed Comics, a podcast building stories one page and one panel at a time. On this episode, we have an interview with Anthony Stokes, comics creator and writer of Intrusive Thoughts, now on Kickstarter. Anthony, thanks so much for, for coming back on the podcast. You know, we've been able to sort of follow you through the the, the career that you have with Decay 1 and 2. Um, but let's uh, let's do as we normally do with a with a quick bio and then uh, an elevator pitch for this new project that you got going on. What's this? The fourth one we done? The fourth interview? It's either three or four. I know that we've we've covered each issue of Decay. Did we uh, did we touch base anytime? Like anything, just sort of in general. I think that's four. I think that was. Uh, I think we done four. That's true. Yeah. Going for the record, um, absolutely. So I, I make I make comic books. I I uh, I love manga. Um, intrusive thoughts. It's about a kid, and he's like kind of like a he's an orphan. Yeah, and he has sleep paralysis. He has loneliness, depression, all that stuff. You know, all that bad stuff. And his sleep paralysis demon attacks one of his classmates. So it's a it's a mystery to find out what happened with that and what happened to his parents. Essentially, that's the series elevator pitch. Very cool. Um, you know, just uh, maybe a little quick bio, you know, um, you got a couple yeah. of projects going on. You want to talk about some of the other stuff that you've done and some of the stuff that might be coming down the pipeline for you? Absolutely. So I did Decay, uh, which four and five are actually, I'm actually in the series um, April. So um, that's, that's going to be wrapped up. That's a supernatural uh, revenge thriller, kind of like a kind of a Frankenstein meets the wire. Very exciting. And then Oh man, I have a manga coming out later this year. A decay spinoff I'm working on. Uh, another decay spinoff I'm working on. Uh, so you know, hopefully this can become my, my white ash, you know, so to speak, <laughs> my destiny. York, you know, fingers crossed. Yeah. And then, um, oh man, all kinds of stuff. I'm I'm really trying to triple my output essentially. Man, I love the 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 tagline or the combo of uh, the wire and Frankenstein put together. Um, that that's pretty awesome. I always kind of felt of it as like a, uh, uh, like a, a like a John Wick with like supernatural elements. You know, it's certainly a it's certainly a revenge story. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but but I I, I love the uh, the wire and and Frankenstein put together. That's that's pretty awesome. Um, yeah, I'm working on a sequel. I'm working on the K like a sequel, and that one's gonna be about basically like drugs, and so that's gonna be that's probably more accurate. But yeah, no, John Wick, and you know, it's like you have these classical story elements. Yeah, you can you can mix and match a lot of different things. Very cool. And I think early on when we when we started doing the the interviews, I think uh, this book that you're working on, I feel like this was a story that you you've had. Um, did you have this before Decay? After Decay? Maybe around the same time? What what was the uh, the sort of the genesis the uh, the idea here? You know, I I, I uh, this was I don't think no I I had planned on doing one series and finishing out Decay. This is definitely not something I had planned. I did not I did not I I, I pivoted really hard from my original business model. So this is definitely new. I think I had an idea way like back in high school. Uh, about a demon or something that followed around somebody as a metaphor for depression, essentially. And I think that was inspired by Death Note, if I'm being honest. And then so I guess that was the germ of it. And then I really wanted to tell a story like with Decay, everything that's happening is literal. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a very literal book. And so I wanted something that could be more metaphorical, you know, could really stretch 
um, stretched like my visual storytelling. So something that deals with sleep paralysis and nightmares, it just made a lot of sense. Yeah. And uh, I like early on when you said that, uh, you know, that the, the character was an orphan because it's, you know, a lot of times with, with the, you know, with the best characters, they, uh, you know, they need something to, you know, give them some difficulties or make them, you know, mm-hmm. want us to root for them. And it seems like with with all the elements that you're putting together, like that's sort of like the first, like, hey, you know, look at this this character. You know, they they got they they have a rough time. It's not, it's not it's not Superman. You know, I mean, I, I guess Superman, yeah. you know, had a rough time. He his his planet did blow up, but you know, he's he's here. He's like super powerful, but like it sort of grounds the character. It makes us care about the character. But then you're also sort of playing with all of these elements um, that I think we'll probably find out. It's like there's going to be a lot of like. Um, I'm guessing that like, is this true? Is this, is this, is this not true? Is this in somebody's head? You know, there's a lot mm-hmm. of like things that you're going to play with there. Um, so that, that's pretty awesome. Um, quick question. Um, did anybody on the, the team from decay, um, in the team for, for this book? There's SK, SK generally, um, my letter kind of puts everything together. So just him, but no, it was, it, it was a complete, essentially a completely different team, you know? Yeah. And what's cool about that is that you get to work, you get to have, you get to have two teams working independently of each other so you can get more done. Um, right now for me, my biggest concern is, is getting these comic books done because I want to get, I want to start a new series. Like every new series is like a new opportunity to pick, like get somebody as a fan, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so no, that that's actually one of the, one of the better things about this is that, and then while Intrusive Thoughts is getting funded now, you know, the KSU 5 is getting, getting illustrated. So um, no, it's a, it's a different, it's a different team aside from SK who, who's a part yeah. of everything I do. Did you um did you learn anything um working with with a different team? I mean, I'm assuming with Decay, you guys are, you know, three issues um that the public has seen, you know, four and five are with you guys going back at, you know, in mm-hmm. in the process of, of being made that that we can see. Um, you know, you have a new team here, um, some common elements, some common team members, but did you learn anything working with uh I'm assuming a different artist and maybe a different colorist here? Uh, different. Yeah. So the letterer I working with SK, SK is really good about fixing things like and then I noticed some letterers uh, it, it, it taught me a little bit more uh, independence as far as lettering goes, because I had to make sure it was right on the script, you know, um, which, you know, that's to be fair that if you if you put in a script, that should that should be how it turns out. So, you know, I had to really I had to really hone my eye there. Uh, like I said, I really had to learn the dns the he's he's really quick as an artist he's really fast and so i had to learn on my feet kind of making adjustments on on on, you know on the fly um because he would make creative choices that were good but were different that i didn't have to account for in the script and then adjust going forward okay cool um so when you get to the lettering stage with with sk um does he like um, say, hey, you know, right here, this might need a little bit of reworking um, or do you guys do that maybe before before you're like, because lettering is almost the final, the last stage before the thing goes to the printer and then goes it's out to the world. Last thing. Yeah, it, it's definitely the last thing. SK will generally just fix it. 
and then I mm-hmm. then I'll notice it. And sometimes, oh, wow. so, sometimes it's um, sometimes the thing where like you know what, no, I liked it the way it was. Can we can we go back? Sometimes it's a thing of like, um, you know, yeah, no, you definitely you definitely fixed this. Um, but yeah, so no, he's he's great. We have you know he he teaches me a lot. Um, yeah, the process. And and to have a letterer um, that um, that helps you out is is a great um, is a great help. Um, you know, no no fault of anybody, but I've worked with letterers that like what I give them word for word goes to the script. Yeah, um, which is fine if that's if that's the way you know. And again, that's on the writer. He should be clear. He should have thought these things out. But there are also you know guys that's you know. Um, you know, SK is like, hey, I, I could fix this for you. Um, let me let me review this a little bit. Um, I'm pretty lucky in that I work with um, now I'm working with Noah a lot to do my lettering. And, you know, so okay. we have a constant sort of like stream of text messages, emails where he's like, hey, can I do this? This doesn't make sense. So that's pretty, pretty valuable. Yeah, you need it. My first combo didn't even have uh, onomatopoeias because I, I didn't write them in. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so... <laughs> So I'm gonna have SK go back and, and redo it issue one to K. But uh yeah, no, uh, shots uh, you know, like you said, it, it ultimately it's on you, but if you have a letter that'll go to that extra step, that's a bonus for sure. Yeah. Um and so how did you how did you find DNS to 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 be the artist here? I was on Twitter. Um, as I'm frequently on Twitter, I tweet out, <laughs> I tweet out, you know, I'm looking for covers and, and, uh, he did a variant, he did a couple variants for me. He did three variants for the K he did a okay. variant for, for two, three, and four. And it was funny because, um, I was kind of scoping. I like, I have a bad habit of paying for things too far in advance. Like I had a cover for the K issue four done, uh, damn near like May of last year. Um, Cause I was like, I was like, you know, why not? So I was like, Hey man, how much for a cover? And he was like, the X, Y, Z. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's a pretty good price. He's like, I can start right now. And I was like, all right, well I sent him the money and he got, he got the work. So uh, we had a working relationship. I liked his style. And what, what that also allowed me to do was tailor the script to his style. Um, he, he's very, it's very Gothic. It's very atmospheric. So that was something that I could write into the script, and and I think the the results better off for it. Very cool. So I know that the K is is you know five issues, which is pretty much like the the standard um, you know Marvel DC sort of get you know story arcs are five fish, five issues get uh, collected as a trade. It works really well. What's what's your plan here with this book? Now that's the exact same thing. And funny enough, um, I'm rush kind of rushing to the trade because I'm doing decay four and five. Um, so I'm doing a doubling up at the same time, and then I'm doing a trade immediately afterwards. Which you do you do run into some possible like what fatigue. But for me, it's about like I said, getting these projects kind of off my plate so I can do new stuff. Mm-hmm. And um also what I decided to do was take essentially the trade i pay i pay for the comics in advance start in advance so i can like pretty much have it done i try to have it fulfilled as soon as possible and then yeah. so decay the trade is where i'm going to make my money back because it's essentially all profit once you take out printing and then like like i said i had to get it relettered so that'll probably be like you know like 200 dollars, and then like a variant cover so we're looking at a thousand dollars if the campaign makes 4k as 3k you know profit 
And then, so I'm going to put a preview for the next series with the trade to offer something new, you know, saying to justify, justify the purchase. And also I think having a trade on a con table is going to be, it's kind of tricky because I think that's going to like lower my floppy sales potentially. So that's something that, that's something to consider. So I might I might keep a limited amount of trades when I go to a when I go to a, a con table, but essentially like some people only buy trades. You know, like um, I have I'm pretty sure I have a publisher deal for the trade. So it's just getting there and taking that money and making the, the sequel is is what I'm trying to do now. Very cool. Yeah, there's certain reading habits that having floppies and having trades uh, should be beneficial. Like I, I think about my. Think about my son, um, you know, he's a trade reader, like, and, yeah. uh, you know, you can have those trades and condition of those things don't really matter. Like, uh, you know, you can take them to the, take them to the beach. You can sit in the bathtub and, and read them and not really have to, <laughs> to worry about them where like with your single issue, you might like, Oh, I don't want to bend this corner and, and, and stuff like that. So That's that fair. might be helpful to sort of, hit the reading habits of, of different people. So no bag and board. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so with, um, with DNS, is he a, a digital artist, a traditional artist? Um, what's what's, or maybe a mixture of the, of the two. He does. I don't know if anybody does completely original art, right? I think, I think people generally touch it up. Right. Yeah. It's, he, he does original. He does, he does it on the page, you know, so he's a traditional in that way. And I mean, sometimes like the cover, he did it, the cover, he did it like digitally so that it could be, it could be really clean mm-hmm. and then, um, and simple, minimalistic was, was what I was going for, for the covers. And then, uh, yeah, the interiors, yeah, he did a piece of paper and I'm trying to, I'm hoping to get some interior pages from him, uh, soon, but, uh, so we're, we're, we're trying to work that out because that's, yes, I mean, that's de- obviously a great thing to have. Yeah. Is decay all, all digital? It's entire it's entirely digital. Yep. Yeah. So with this one, at least maybe you you haven't you have something to hang up hang up on the wall to to look at and be like you know that's that's my story that's now realized in a uh, you know the medium of comics so words and words and pictures uh, put together. So that might be something pretty cool for you. I probably have to sell it <laughs> to keep paying for more comics. <laughs> hey, that's that's that the, that's the other th- yeah that's the other thing is you know uh, sort of. Uh, different uh different mediums and different uh different collectors and if you're able to take something like that and turn it into something else that's that's pretty cool as well yeah i had this is actually really good um so i paid a guy like 180 and he gave me the original he gave me the original page he's like what about 180 and i'll give you the original page i'm like yeah for sure and then um i sold the original page for like 120 it was it was was beautiful man that was that was the best feeling in the world and the guy who bought the original page i live in the same city as him so i just handed it to him like i didn't have to worry about like the shipping or anything it was it was it was the easiest money i've ever made in my life to be honest very cool um, so like your day to day, um, how do you, how do you manage sort of, it seems like you're running a campaign for, for issue one, you're handling, I'm assuming you're handling your business to prepare for decay four mm-hmm. and five launch. Um, so, you know, part of it is, um, 
and you're probably writing or, you know, cleaning up scripts for, for future issues and this, like, do you take some time to be like, all right, now I have my creator hat on, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to write, then mm-hmm. I'm going to take some time and I'm going to put my promoter hat on and I'm going to hit Twitter and I'm going to um, do these <laughs> things like, uh, do, or do you just sort of, if one thing sort of seems to be working, that's, that's what you do. Or do you, do you dedicate time for, for certain parts of uh, indie comics creating? The promotion hat does not come off. Uh, <laughs> I, I uh, you know, I do live streams. I do Twitter spaces and stuff like that. I try to, I really try to make it so that the promotional stuff will be effortless so I can do it like more frequently, you know? Um, so that's something, but I think it depends, right? Like, I think it comes in bunches and, and more or less, if something comes up, you have to do it, right? Like, sure. you know, you gotta, you gotta prove coming in, you gotta check it out. But no, I think there are times where I do put on my, my writer hat and I kind of like, when I write, when I start a series, I really try to have the entire series written out. So I'm right now I'm working on a 24 issue series. So I'm, I'm busting that out right now. I'm about halfway done. Thank you. Thank the Lord. So I, I I would say, yeah, like typically, though, I, I try to get the crater thing done in bunches because that's really time consuming. And the sooner you get that done, you get the rough drafts done, the sooner you can get feedback, mm-hmm. which is, you know, obviously important. Yeah. So it seems like your your biggest um, presence online is, is Twitter. Is that is that correct? Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> I would say so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you're pretty prolific, uh, with, with, <laughs> with your tweets, right? I, 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 you know, I, I spent a lot of time on Twitter, but you know, I, I don't think I, I don't think I could scroll too much without, uh, without seeing something from, from you. So that's a nice way to put it. Yeah. Prolific. <laughs> prolific. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it's also, it ends up being my biggest, like when you go to the dashboard for Kickstarter it ends, I got 50 pledges from Twitter. Nice. Um, and that's not accounting for people that maybe didn't click the exact link or heard about me from Twitter and then were on like so yeah, no, I mean it's it's a beautiful thing to be able to see, okay, the effort is 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 paying off. Yeah. What about um are you you might be able to do this a little bit more when the campaign is is finished? Have you done any comparison of like, all right, this is this is somebody that's uh that's a decay backer that, that knows, likes, and trust me, I'm doing another, you know, you, you're, you're not really straying from, from genre too much here as well with these, with these first two. Um, mm-hmm. Are you seeing, are you, are you currently doing any like analysis? Like, all right, this is a decay backer comes along here and the, or, or, or like, Hey, this is a brand new name. Like maybe this series appealed to them more than, than, than my other series. Have you done any analysis there? I think I think you're right. It, there's a lot of overlap. I would call Intrusive Thoughts a, a sister series. Um, what I will say is I was happy that speaking of 50, I had 50 plus people. There was a Decay Intrusive Thoughts bundle, both digital and physical, and I had over 50 pledges for that. So I don't think that necessarily means all, all those people were backing and consuming for the first time, you know, but like I'll say three out of five. So like three 30 new customers. That's, that's great. Um, but you know, me personally, my mentality is always, if you make a good product, people will check it out. You know, generally, generally speaking, um, that's my philosophy. So I'm like, I'm just focusing on 
selling myself to my audience. They have a trust in me. Like I see a lot, not a lot, but like I'll see occasionally like, oh, I'll just read, I'll check whatever. That's that's the goal for me is to have a bunch of people that will read whatever I make. Then I don't have to. I was talking to somebody about I want to do a comedy because I've been doing horror. I, I, my next three series are going to be like just the bleakest, uh, like horror thriller, just just nasty, grimy stuff. And I want to do like a comedy. Somebody was like, do your research. Comedy doesn't sell. But it's like I can set one. I can curate my audience. I can I can t- teach my audience as well. And um, I can also dictate trends I, I can i can set trends as well so to me it's all about all right how do i take an idea what's the best way to make it closest to my original vision that'll all that's also going to be easy to sell it later yeah and i think uh um people who become a fan of your work well mm-hmm. they might um be drawn more to like all right i love his horror stuff but um, you know, he's doing this new thing and I'm a sort of a fan of the way he works. I'm just trying to think of like, I'm a huge like Stephen King fan and most of that stuff is going to be horror stuff. But every once in a while, he's going to do Shawshank or he's going to do um, something that's more of like a crime thriller that has a, you know, maybe once mm-hmm. in a while has like a, but like, I like Stephen King. So like, I'm here for the horror stuff. I'm here for that. But if he's, you know, Every once in a while, he gives me something a little bit different. I'm, you know, I'm a fan of his. So it sounds like that's the same plan that you have there, right? Absolutely. I want to be able to, to write. I feel like I can't write anything and I want to be able to write anything, you know, like um, because I don't want to be I don't want to be uh, backed into a corner. And you sure. right, I, I thought you were about to say Steven, Steven Spielberg because Steven Spielberg, like we have I was I was <laughs> I was talking to somebody and they were like, still Steven Spielberg makes like friendly kids movies and i was like you can really make the argument that a steven spielberg movie resembles a war movie more so than like a friendly family movie you know he had munich he had same private ryan he had schindler's list but i think that speaks to his versatility as as a as a, a creative you know um and you're right yeah stephen king um the, the yeah that that that's great and to me, like I said, I'm just looking at every project as a way to get a new internal audience member. But maybe you don't like horror, but you like comedy. Maybe you don't like horror, but you like romance, whatever. So to me, it's just it's just advantageous to, to try different things. And you know what? You can pick you can pick up different things from different genres. I always feel like one of my favorite movie. Par- par- oh, my God. My favorite movie, Parasite. Um, I just. I feel like that has an element of every genre. It has comedy, horror, thriller, crime, you know, romance, satire. And because um, oh, I'm too tired. I remember this name. I'm sorry. Uh, I can't, I'm so damn tired. I worked a 10 hour shift today because he has such a great understanding of, of genre. He can then, you know, make a parasite that can switch tone and mood from scene to scene. And I feel like I want to be able to do the same thing. Nice. And I think maybe, yeah, I think maybe one of the, like the cool things is like, maybe when you get to this point, you might be at a con and maybe Mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, uh, I'm just thinking from my own personal experience, like maybe, maybe a dude with his girlfriend, that's like extremely bored is is, is walking by (laughs) and maybe like having this appeal that like, you know, maybe, uh, maybe you get a fan that way. 
you know, the, yep. the, the, the comedy, the romance book speaks to, to her a little bit more. Um, and, you know, best case scenario, she's like, hey, check out this book that I got at the con. It's really cool. They come back yeah. and they're like, let me let me check out your other stuff. So, you know, not being pigeonholed and and telling good stories. And I think you said this earlier, there's, you know, a lot of common elements in, in storytelling, you know, yes. um, you know, the, the hero's journey, the, you know, the, the, the story, you know, the, the, the story circle, uh, the story grid, like all of that stuff is, is, is pretty, pretty universal to story. So, you know, if you have a handle on that, you know, you can play with, with different things. So that, that sounds pretty cool. You can also play with genre conventions if you can write anything right. Like I nothing is nothing is I never love anything more than when I'm reading something and it hasn't committed to a genre and then it makes it it makes a hard pivot. Like it's just beautiful. Um, I'm gonna say the movie Get Out for the most part. Like the the, the prologue does kind of put it in a thriller horror space, but if you knock that prologue off, you don't know what that movie is. Like this movie might be a romantic comedy, this might be a black comedy, it might be a thriller, you don't know. That's what I love. And if you can write anything, your audience won't know exactly what to expect. And that's my favorite stories is when I don't know what's going to happen next. Yeah. So um, let's, let's go back to, to intrusive thoughts for a little bit mm -hmm. here. I know that uh, one of the things that you do with decay is that you offer people um, multiple cover choices and variances. Is that the, is that the plan here? Yeah. I, I have like, Four variants, I think. Um, yeah, I went a little crazy this time. Um, do you, um, you know, I'm sure they're all great. Is there one that um, seems to be uh, performing better than, than than others? Or is there one that like, you know, you're like, I mean, they're all sort of your kids, but, you know, you always like say, hey, I don't have a favorite child. But, you know, in the back of your, in your mind, you might be like, yeah, I'm not going to tell these <laughs> other covers that I don't like them. Or they're not my favorite, but this one is is, is my favorite. And if you don't want to say, um, that's perfectly no, I can fine say. as well. Okay. I can say no. I think the I think they're all truthfully that they're all great. There's a cover by uh, my friend Twenty Four by Four, and um, it's this really great cover because it plays with reflection. Um, it plays with reflection. Oh my goodness, reflection. And I think the technique there is just incredible. It also has a bit of an anime um, uh, uh, manga inspiration as well. With, and then uh, my friend Richard Fairgray, he kind of added, a, it's, it's hard to explain, but essentially he, he, it's hard to explain, but you'll know when you see it. He, he added a little touch of, of his own thing to it as well. So that is definitely my, my, my personal favorite. And I, and I, you know, the other two are great. The other two, the other two are truthfully great, but I think it, the, 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 the technique wins here. You know, cool. Um, so you know, we, we've talked about we've talked a lot about story. We, we've gone into decay, sort of your your creative process, um, and uh, you know, we talked a little bit about crowdfunding. Um, it's you know, Twitter's your your main space. I, I think as writers, um, Twitter is mostly our our, our go-to because we're, we're people who, who use words to communicate, um, you know, a thought or, or meaning. Um, but you do have, uh, like, a like an IG account for, for decay. Yeah. Is, is that right? Yeah. I don't, I, I'm trying to get better about using multiple platforms. 
um, because I, I want to be on multiple platforms. I want to be on Instagram, Facebook, Reddit. And yeah. But the, I think they work differently for different benefits and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I, I always say the grass is green where you water it. So I do have an Instagram. I don't post to it too much. I think I got two pledges. Facebook, I get some pledges. I need to get on Reddit. But yeah, I mean, it's it's just about where you want to put your attention. Some people, some people might find Facebook better. Like, then, then do that. You know, whatever's easiest and most natural for you. Because that's the one you're going to do with the most frequency and the most, uh, the most optimally. Yeah. So um, there's a question that I have for people who are running a campaign um, that come on the podcast. I generally ask them, what type of Kickstarter runner or crowdfunding runner they are. Mm-hmm. Um, are you refreshing the page often or are you able to, I know you said earlier that you had a, you had a 10 hour shift. Are you, um, are you able to sort of, um, you know, focus in on that or are you, if there's a, a down moment, are you pulling out the phone, refreshing the page? Uh, I'm how, a do you, how do you handle man. Yeah. I'm a refresher. My friend will visit, visit me at work. And I'll refresh and she's like, can you stop? Like, I am absolutely a refresher, man. I don't, I, it's, it's a habit. I hope I break out of one day, but it's just, the temptation is just, is just too much. To, and then, you know, what will happen is you'll, you'll be refreshing so much that like, I think somebody, I was focused on the back account. Somebody upped their pledge by a hundred dollars and I didn't even notice, like, I didn't even notice that. I had gotten funded because I'm looking at the backer count as opposed yeah. to the funding. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a bad habit, but what can you do? Well, I'm, I'm with you. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a constant refresher when I have somebody on where they're like, Oh, I just, I just set it. And you know, I come back in and I check it. I, I walk the dog. I go play with my kids. I'm like, no, I, if I have a mo, if I have a down moment and the, the, the phone comes out in my hand and I'm, I, I'm checking it. I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty manic about it. So uh, I, I I would like to get to the point where I can um, relax. And I think also hopefully one of the things that helps us as we continue is the um, more projects, more fans. You know, mm-hmm. we're all working for that uh, one thousand true fans, and um, you know, hopefully we can get there, and then that will help you be able to hopefully we'll be able to help relax and be like, all right, I got my core group. Whenever I bring stuff out, I know I have at least enough of them that the, the, the this thing is going to get, is going to get funded and, and, and get made. Yeah, no, hundred percent. I think, I think once, uh, I, when I'm distracted, I'm distracted, you know, that's, that's good. But yeah, I think once I hit the numbers I want to hit, hopefully it's a habit I a habit I break out of. But I'm just an obsessive person, to be honest, man. I, just in general. So I don't know if that's changing anytime soon. But you know, it hey, it's working. You know, <laughs> I got I've never not gotten funded. So yeah, yeah, keep at it. Cool. So you had mentioned this a little bit earlier, and the 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 intro that you know. Um, you know, we have these two series that are, um, you know, going really well. You know, one's about to work about to be presented with the last two issues to sort of finish up a story arc. Sounds like there's some possible spinoffs, single issue sort of side stories. We're starting this one. Um, you got a manga that you're you're thinking about yeah. writing. Well, that oh, the be... manga's done. 
Oh, is it? Okay. Will that be um, left to right reading style or will we, will you make it for um, American audiences where they, where they give it to us left to right? I think it's, I'm, I'm like in my head, I'm thinking about it. Yeah, no, it's traditional. I had to look at a comic book. It's traditional yeah. um, because to me, to me, it's just, I don't like overburdening people. Yeah. Uh, and like how I do want like a traditional volume, but also like how much stress am I putting on my uh, on my artist at that point? How much am yeah. I on myself? Yeah. Tradition. It's going to be traditional. And then, yeah, no, I, I have for sure doing at least two decay spinoffs. Nice. Um, I have one is written and being committed, like being commissioned right now. The other one I'm writing right now. So that's exciting. Yeah. You know, the brand. Yeah. No, that's, that's really awesome. And uh, I think one of the really great things about what you said earlier is um, you commit to these projects personally, very early on um, mm -hmm. so that you're able to fulfill very quickly. Um, right, you right. know, I know from the past experiences from, from you that like campaign closes, Roughly ten to maybe two weeks later, that that uh, that mailer is uh, at my door, ready for me for me to go. So that that's yeah. pretty cool. Well, you want to you to me, you have to stand out. Um, you have to stand out in the space. There's a lot of people here, and also with fulfillment being, unfortunately, some people don't fulfill. You know, it's 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 an unfortunate thing. To me, it's like why not like if i can do it like this campaign i couldn't do it financially i had to wait i kind of had to wait i didn't wait i don't have to wait till i get the funds but i kind of waited longer than i normally would so it's going to be like a couple weeks you know mm -hmm. as but I, I i i i want i want it to be remarkable like i want i want it to be like a different thing when you when you purchase a book for me you yeah. know and also the digital the digital will get fulfilled like the day the day of or the day after as well. So that, that makes it easier too. Yeah. And it sounds like you have a pretty good, um, um, you're developing a pretty good rhythm of being able to go back to Kickstarter, maybe every two, three, four months, um, which, yeah. you know, trains your, your audience that like, Hey, Stokes just put out this thing. I can expect him to be back in about a, you know, two, three months where like, if, uh, you know, one of the challenges for, for Indies is like maybe it takes you half a year to, to, to get your thing out. Um, yeah. So maybe you're looking at one to two issues and like, all right, let's just say that like I got to K1 and then half a year later I get to K2. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we consume so much media that it's like, hey, you know what's do do i remember what happened in in that, in that first <laughs> issue so with this with this rhythm that you're developing that's that's got to help the fans and the reader as well because that that the, the story the 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 last issue that i read is still sort of at the top of my mind it's not something that was like i read years ago i read a year ago and i i have to sort of struggle to be like all right who is this character what what are they referencing here? This rhythm that you're that you're developing should be should be helpful there. Yeah, like for me, for me, I want to streamline the process as much as possible. And like I said, so for me, it's about doing as many comics as possible. Because the more comics you do and fulfill, the more fans you have, the more different series you can have. Like like we talked about. 
So for me, I mean, I'm pretty much doing like when you look at like a passion, um, he's doing basically crowdfunding once a month. Yeah. Um, and and if you want to be if you want to be a professional combo creator through Kickstarter, I feel like that's something that you might have to work towards. I plan on doing I plan on doing five Kickstarters this year. Nice. And one thing I was one thing I really I want to do. Not for the K four and five, but I'm going to do shorter campaigns like by I'm going to shorten it by a week. And I think what that'll do is give me if I do five campaigns in the first four or short by a week, that essentially gives me um, a, another campaign window in that same span, like that same calendar year. So mm-hmm. that's something I'm considering because, yeah, man, I just want to I just want to get these comics out. Yeah. And I think also that's something that I've thought about in my mind as well. I think also one of the benefits there is the, the short and the, the dreaded dead zone in the, in the middle, like um, just the nature of the beast Kickstarter. You you start off hot, you finish hot. And then that, that middle, um, you know, things slow down. You might get one to two a day, but if you sort of shorten that, that, that middle period uh, saves you stress and like yeah. I said, it's going to allow you to um, do more campaigns because, you know, I, I think Kickstarter still has the the policy that they won't let you have one one Kickstarter going on while the the other one is still going on. So, like by shortening that, you you're opening up your your ability to run more Kickstarters. Yeah, I think. Yeah, no, absolutely. And then you also got to consider like cancellations and adjustments, right? Because mm-hmm. I had a good day and then somebody, somebody, I can look at it right now. It's all red, you know, like I lost in a span of a day, $60 in funding, um, which isn't bad on your first day or last day, but in the middle, you know, so it's, it's less opportunities for that. And for me, it's just like, what is this, what is this like dead zone doing for me really you know i do yeah. love doing podcasts you know but I, even hey at a certain point i'm done talking about my combo you know like i'm burnt out i'm yeah. tired you know like uh so to me it, to me it just makes sense if other people like if you're a pat shan or something yeah like that's value those are valuable days you know your mm-hmm. audience is trained to up their pledges on those days you know you're 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 the 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 kickstarter platform is moving to your will at that point i'd like to get there mm-hmm. but if i like for me if if i lose 200 dollars because i do it a week early my worst days my worst days combined might be 200 dollars. but then i if i take a day off of work i can fulfill in one day yeah you know what i'm saying like so that's that's way more valuable and I can go on about my the rest of my month you know so I mean it's just it's a matter of what people want to do but I I agree I'd rather leverage that week for another campaign down the year or to fulfill cool well I think we talked a lot of a lot of stuff here you know we, we talked story we, we talked decay we talked intrusive thoughts kickstarter um sort of your philosophy on on story um so as we close up here Let's talk a little bit. We're recording on February 17th. This will be posted on February 18th. Um, you want to talk about uh, the last day of your, your campaign. Um, so I, I believe we have what, four to five days left. You got at time recording. We got five days. It'll be 
Thursday. You like, yeah, Wednesday is like the last day and it ends at 8 a.m. on next Thursday. Yeah, cool, can't cool. Wait. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so there's going to be a link to the to the Kickstarter in the show notes for for the podcast. I want to make it as easy as possible for for anybody listening to sort of call up their pod player, scroll through the show notes, hit that link, and go there. Um, and we mentioned this earlier. Um, seems like the best place to follow you online is is Twitter. Is that correct? Debatably, yeah. But that's where I'm most active for sure. Yeah. Um, and it's and that's is that Stokes the writer. No, it's at um double check. At Stokes the Rider, yep. Okay, cool. Well, we'll link that. Um, I can I can link the 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 IG for for decay. Um, because mm-hmm. you know some people are more, you know, visually oriented or, or you know love the love the the artistic side of things. So I'll list that. Is there is there anything else that we we should uh, we should um, highlight in the in the show notes? I'm at um I'm on YouTube. At Super Comic Bros, I just started a YouTube channel with uh, my boy Chris. Um, we, we've been at that pretty pretty regularly, so that's also something to, to check out. Cool, we'll, we'll link that. I, I I have to admit, I've subscribed. Um, I need to uh, find carve out some time, or um, you know, sometimes I'm working and I'll put I'll put a YouTube show that's up about creativity or stuff, mm-hmm. and just sort of um, that's the cool thing is like. You can kind of like work, listen, glance up, and, and yeah. catch things out. So that sounds like one of your shows might be might be great for that. If you're sort of working on something and you need sort of the uh, the spark of of somebody else talking about creating things, um, that might be something to, to have on, right? For sure, for sure, absolutely. Cool. Well, um, it was great to to catch up with you. I'm I'm very excited about this book, um, and uh, I encourage everybody to to check it out. Um, so we're going to, we're going to finish up here again, check out the Kickstarter, um, a couple more days, links are in the, in the show notes. Um, for anybody listening, if you want to follow the podcast, we are on social media. Our Twitter is at construct Compod, Instagram is constructing comics pod and Facebook is constructing comics. Just once again, I want to thank everybody for listening. Um, please be nice, be safe and go out there and make some comics and we'll talk to everybody very soon. Thank you.